It's time for the adventures of Stumpy and Grumpy. Why the fuck are we starting to record now? Because you said it was really clear. It's, it's my microphone and my headphones. You sound like shit. Join us as we celebrate their odd friendship and their love of all things Australian. I sound like shit. Absolutely. Here, pull my finger. This podcast is intended for adults, so wowzers can go fuck themselves. Good morning, Grumpy. Oh, go and get stuffed, Stumpy. Fuck me, you're a cranky old cunt sometimes. Fair dinkum. <laughs> I don't know why. Listen, uh, I've got some great tracks, as you have this week, for the listeners out there in, in uh, listening land. You're a bloody pig. You really are. <laughs> First thing in the morning, too. Bloody... And you snorted. I snorted. <laughs> but no, we've got some fantastic music for this week. But I want to start off with something that uh, is not really Australian, hey, but, hey, but hey, pertains hey, to hey, Australia. Hey, hey, do you remember... Do you remember the old six transistor radios? Yes, yes, I had an old uh, Mitsubishi one. Did you? I, yeah. I think I had an old Astor, and it was lovely. Oh. I put it. I built a special woodworking box for it that I could listen to it in bed of a night time. Oh, lovely! I, I just put my little plastic tranny under the under the pillow uh, oh. so I could listen to it at night time. What, what did you listen to? Well, I love listening to the Goon Show and, oh, and the yeah. early, uh, you know, uh, all that all that British well, comedy. Hello, me dearie. Well, tonight I shall have great pleasure, but first of all... <laughs> I'd like to sing you a few songs. So, so loosen your grussets, traddle your thrums, let your bossocks down, and away we go. Now, first here's something I picked up down under, and tis... <laughs> Is an Australian outlaw's song and tells of a squatter in the outback <laughs> camping by a billabong. <laughs> and the billabong reports him to the police. <laughs> and up come the troopers and they catch him having a jumbuck in his. <laughs> In his tucker bag. Well, that's better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. So anyway, as they bind his polyps and carry him off, he sings this haunting lament. <clears throat> Once long ago in the shade of a ghouly bush Toast in his splod by the faggot's glee Rested a gander man, a noblin at his woggling iron, and stuffing a sheep in the old mill stream. <laughs> then up come the troopers and hung him by the billabong. They twisted his woggle irons, one, two, and three. Now his ghost sits and moans as it grunges in his gander can. Old come a-wogglin' his jumbuck with me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sir Kenneth Williams. Yeah, that lovely. Uh, uh, Rollicking lovely. his facets in our yeah. old billabong. In his uh, alter ego <laughs> as uh, rambling Sid Rumpo, he had these wonderful... 
wonderful uh, silly songs with silly words. Just yeah, but he used those words over and over and over yes, again. Yes, he did. Which, which uh, is wonderful. But yeah. what what a what a gander bag full of uh, a woggling gander, words. A gander bag <laughs> full of woggling words, and it was just fucking wonderful. He had um, uh, that Christmas song um, um, uh, uh, with uh, stilliness. Um, one, um, once a grunge upon my splod, masking my cord wangle. Two army lumen from see how they jangle. <laughs> just <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Because as a kid, it was just wonderful to me. Oh, you know, yeah. I was the only kid at school that could actually recite the uh, the Jabberwock because I thought that was the. the oh, you know, really? I, because because it, it's all about the, the emotion yeah. of how you say it. Uh, if you say those nonsensical poems with, and you act feeling. out, you act out emotion and feeling, they actually become. They actually become real. You you seem to understand the nonsense words. I did a I did a Christmas thing uh, of oh, it, it's on bloody YouTube anyway. If you want to have a look at it, it's uh, yeah. I, I don't even remember the bloody thing I wrote so long ago. You know. On your YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Oh, people should go there and have a look at that. Manfred VRs. Yeah, yeah, yeah YouTube. Uh, Christmas, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we 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 were driving in the car uh, once. It was, uh, this was just after we hit the kangaroo, and you were not talking to me. You were angry, yeah, so I was, fuck off. So I was trying. <laughs> so I was trying to. Uh, so I was trying to, um, uh, you know, uh, spin up the mood a little, you know, and uh, uselessly. I, no, because we were trying to do. So I, we come. We were coming up with silly words, uh, jelly pan, uh, silly Australian nonsensical words, okay. Australian ones though, jelly pan, pelagus. Defongerate. Oh, defongerate. I remember yeah. that one. Yeah. Minge oil. <laughs> Minge <laughs> oil. <laughs> I just love that. Muckalai. Your dingus. Your pongle. Uh, toady cringe. Toady. I think I've got a copy of those words somewhere. Yeah, you too. did. Yeah. I said it. Uh, pad, padwalla. <laughs> uh, the pudgy list. Floggle. Uh, Bugram up. <laughs> uh, Jongalong. Yeah, Crant. Well. Crant. Crant. Oh, I've got a crant in me spleen. <laughs> oh, um, spleen. Uh, uh, Runtle must. Uh, we come up with these things. Ghoulie drut. Jibber lip. Uh, gungle strap. Flap smell. Grogan and lumpy pump. <laughs> oh, mate. I've got a copy of those words somewhere. Could we? We, we, did, we had a good time with them. We were threatening to write a song with those words. What the hell? Why don't we? <laughs> well, you should, but you, you, you've got you hang out with the real songwriters. You, you hang out with all the stars now. Yeah, the monsters. Yeah, you, you, you wouldn't even fucking know them if it wasn't for me. But now you hang out with all the. All, Sorry, who are you again? All the stars. Oh fuck me! That's short, fat, and frumpy. One of the funniest men that used to do the Australian country music circuit years ago was a fellow called Col Elliott. You know, yeah. you don't see him yeah. around much anymore. But he's no. doing some gigs, I believe. He, he, does some, he did some really, really good and clever stuff. He did. It was clever. And emotional as well. Well, you see, he, 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 his uh, idea of changing characters was one of the things that spawned... Spurned, uh, spawned. Uh, that spawned my uh, Pixeland <laughs> Country Theatre characters that I... You know, Denver Darling was, you know, the, the gayest cowboy. Uh, he was... Uh, yeah, Cole was a, a forerunner of that sort of yeah. stuff. He was really good at, at did changing he, characters. Was it he that wrote Hanky's Fanana? I think it was, was Hanky's Fanana. Or, uh, but he got someone else to do it. I don't know, but I think he wrote Hanky's No, 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 no. It was... Um, Jim Haynes. No, definitely not bloody Jim Haynes. Um, who's the other one that um, oh, does, does, does the uh, real bawdy stuff? Uh, Australian? Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. Uh, Dennis. No, 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 no. He's got a daughter. Um, 
Yeah, you're talking about uh, um, Kevin Bloody Wilson. Yeah, Kevin Bloody yeah, Wilson. Yeah, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. He he wrote hankies from Nana, and he got Cole to do it. Right, to right. Do that may have been yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a Either genius, way. wasn't oh, he? They're both bloody genius, and the daughter's a bloody genius. Too. She's, a, she's a fucking dickhead. She's yeah, wonderful. She's wonderful, absolutely oh, wonderful. She's yeah. Jenny Taylor. Jenny Taylor. Hey, <laughs> he sent me a Christmas card years ago uh, with him sitting with his um, uh, him sitting when I was famous. You know, when people gave a fuck, he was sitting on Sorry, his lounge. You again? Yeah, he was sitting on his lounge. And he had uh, with his with, with Jenny Taylor in his Santa Claude uh, pajamas, and his left ball was hanging out. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, pigs! Fuck off! In seventeen eighty-seven, the King of England said, "We've got too many convicts, and they're fat and overfed. Let's send them to Australia." Which isn't very near Where they won't be overeating And they won't be over here The king then sent a messenger To find a volunteer You know, someone who could sail a ship And, well, knew enough to steer To guide a ship to this great land A long, long way away And Arthur Phillips said I'll go, I've got nothing on today To those who sailed in iron chains with shackles on their feet Here's to Arthur Phillip in 1788 If only he could see us now He'd say we're looking great The king said, good old Arthur And he shook him by the hand Off you go to New South Wales Be governor of the land Look after all me convicts there's nothing that they lack Bring them hope and happiness But please don't bring them back Well, old King George was laughing But Arthur had a plan He said, I'll build a country with these convicts I know I can And now 200 years have passed Our convict chains have gone And who'd have thought Australia Was started by a pawn to Arthur Philip, and here's to the first fleet, to those who sailed in nine chains with shackles on their feet. Here's to Arthur Philip in 
And that was Cole Elliott. Here's to Arthur Philippe. Oh, he was so good in his costumes and stuff. Oh, he really was. Yeah. Did he wear a uh, Arthur Philippe costume for that one? Oh, he used to wear all sorts of costumes. He had the police, the Queensland police outfit. Um, and <laughs> that was... That was a popular character. Uh, uh, that's when, uh, what's his name, was the uh, police commissioner, that, that bloke was... Oh, God, didn't we have some fun, eh, in Queensland during that time? <laughs> but my, you know, my favourite politician of all times, BLJ, uh, don't, don't you worry about who, who don't know which side uh, of the, the foot your bread is over the fence, butter, and there's butter there. There's butter uh, there in the so fence. <laughs> that's, he used to get all his... Parables yeah. mixed up and he, uh, yeah. mixing of metaphors. Mixing of metaphors. He was fucking fabulous at it. Anyway, so we've got uh, we've got this bloke, Alan McMonagall. Oh, be respectful. No, you put him in. Alan McMonagall. He's a, he's a great bloke. He's uh, uh, Redland bluegrass boys, but they're not boys. I mean, I've seen them and they've got ugly looking knees and they're blokes and they're ugly and hairy and stuff. But they call themselves the Redland Bluegrass Boys. The Redland Bluegrass Boys. How about that? And they are good. Are they good? Yeah. Should we have a listen to them? Let's do it. Okay. We're gonna. Manfred is forcing this mob on you, so it's not my problem. Well, we got no meat, we got no bread, we got no pumpkin too. We're all gonna starve on the farm this week. I'll tell you what we're gonna do. Go down the yard, dig a billion worms, grab a hook, line, and a rod. Go down to the muddy condomine and try and catch a great big cod. Condomine boy sitting on a log trying to catch a fish or two. Condomine boy, if the fish don't bite, we'll all go hungry on the farm tonight. Condomine River flows deep and brown You can feel it feeding the land Sit beneath a red river gum With a fishing line in your hand But when the sun gets too high And the fish all go away You can go swimming and diving too Or rolling around in the hay Condomine boy sitting on a log Trying to catch a fish or two Condomine boy if the fish don't bite We'll all go hungry on the farm tonight Sun goes down and we go home. You can smell fish frying in the pan. Murray cod, yellow belly tooth, no better tucker in the land. And after tea, you can sit and yarn about the big one getting away. The condomine boy might start to yawn. You can hear the old folks say, Condomine boy sitting on a log trying to catch a fish or two. Condomine boy, if the fish don't bite, we'll all go hungry on the farm tonight. Condomine boy sitting on a log trying to catch a fish or two. Condomine boy, if the fish don't bite, we'll all go hungry on the farm tonight. Condomine boy sitting on a log eating gussets out of frog. <laughs> oh, Warren H. Williams and I wrote a kid's song once 
about a frog sitting on a log, and it ended every every verse ended with the line, "Eat him up, eat him up, eat him up." <laughs> <laughs> Love it. The adventures of Manny and Pix. Legends in Australia are important to country music history because, you know, well, they were important, not so much anymore because nobody gives a stuff anymore about history. Yeah, besides they're dead mostly. Yeah, besides they're dead mostly. But, yeah, but they should be heralded, but unfortunately they're not. But we had early exports. Uh, we had uh, Slim Dusty's uh, um, um, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Reg Lindsay. Reg Lindsay. <laughs> right. But before that, we had uh, these two little weird... And I'm, I'm going to fucking go out in a limb here. There'll be country music people out there going, how dare he call them no they were weird little fuckers and uh, they they looked identical and they were we- they just little squat little short bastards uh, uh, but they, well, they uh, were twins yeah they were twins but they were fucking weird you know uh, you wouldn't be surprised to see black plastic and baby oil in the cupboards at home but anyway th- they were famous and uh, they were fabulous and uh, I loved them dearly they were great uh, great country music ooh, exports ooh, 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 ooh. the Lagarde twins come uh... on the bloody Lagarde twins. God, they were a pair of idiots. Oh, you got anything for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to go on. I was going to waffle on more about them, but you're in that fucking mood you get in when you drink. Sometimes you get this obstropolis fucking thing going on. Oh, you speak Greek now, do you? Oh, Give me some. Should have known in laughter she would leave me. My sweetest dream of heaven now is gone. From crazy paradise, I've just awakened to find out that I've been a fool too long. I met her midst the music of a dance band. Into my arms, she sweetly came along. And now this verse of mine will end in nothing. To say I've been a fool too long Oh, there ain't no use in me a crying, baby There ain't no use in telling me I'm wrong Forget, forget, my G, that's all I say now Forget that I have been a fool too long Until one day a little birdie whispered For goodness sake don't be a fool too long Now there's lots and lots of things that I could tell you Her name I shall not mention in the song Cause she's not worthy of a single sentence What's the use? I've been a fool too long. Oh, there ain't no use in me a crying, baby. There ain't no use in telling me I'm wrong. Forget, forget, my G, that's all I say now. Forget that I have been a Don't 
that sounded lovely. Like that old oh, 90s, 50s style of yeah. stuff. Yeah, T. Lagarde and T. Lagarde. Yeah, Ted, Ted and, and, uh, and Tom. Tom. Yeah, the two <laughs> Teddy Ted, Dom. The two, Ted and Tom Lagarde. Fantastic. Love them. Weird little bastards they were. Stumpster and Grumpster. Mate. Mate. Feeling bloody... Did, you, you haven't been knocked around by the bloody COVID at all, have you? No, no. Yeah, I have, yeah, sort of feeling dopey and... Which is not, uh, not normal for me, but you know, normal for you, I know. But sleepy I might and drowsy as. <laughs> well, you look dopey, so what the hell? Oh, <coughs> uh, yeah. But life goes on. Life goes on. You know, there's a lot of artists in Australia that never make it overseas, but they're world class, right? Absolutely. Uh, yes, Johnny Farmer's one of them, yeah. hardly been over there. Uh, but oh, I think uh, the this bloke, there's only one Slim Dusty, and there will only ever be one Slim Dusty. So there. Gordon Kirkpatrick. She'll be right, mate. She'll be right. Oh! Just remember that you're an Aussie and you'll never give up the fight. When your back's to the wall, just give your all each morning, noon and night. Australia's own Jack Brabham, racing was his game. A mighty man behind the wheel, a legend he became. He won it once, he won it twice, but he kept going back. Three times a champion of the world, good on your mates, a Jack. She'll be right back, she'll be right. Just remember that you're an Aussie and you'll never give up the fight. When your back's to the wall, just give your all each morning, noon and night. She'll be right back. Now Captain Alan Border, Australian of the year He took our team to victory, mate, and kept the ashes here Following in the footsteps, tradition of the Don Eleven blokes who give their most, but that you can't go wrong Cause she'll be right, mate, she'll be right Just remember that you're an Aussie and you'll never give up the fight When your back's to the wall, just give your all each morning, noon and night She'll be right, mate She'll be right Now all you Aussie battlers When you feel you've had enough Things are never going right And life's a little rough Just get out there and try again And back yourself for first The Aussies always do their best When things are at their worst She'll be right, mate She'll be right Just remember that you're an Aussie And you'll never give up the fight When your back's to the wall Just give your all each morning, noon and night She'll be right, mate She'll be right once again She'll be right, mate She'll be right Just remember that you're an Aussie And you'll never give up the fight When your back's to the wall Just give your all each morning, noon and night She'll She'll be be right, mate She'll She'll be right. right That's right what yeah. a fantastic track. I mean, what a wonderful buddy Aussie sentiment, you know? I, know. I mean, the thing is, you don't worry about shit that you don't worry about. No, it should be the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, it's true. She'll be right. Yeah. And you know what's another wonderful little little uh, aphorism that's caught on overseas wonderfully? No worries. No worries. Yeah. They use that a lot overseas now, that's you know, nice. particularly in the States. You know what it is, buddy? Nice. Wonderful. More from the adventures of Manfred and his trusty sidekick... Pixie! Trouble is, when you put your heart and soul into something, you know, you give your life to a, a particular art form, and let's face it, I'm a creative, so, you know, I'm, 
a lot of us just do things because we love doing it. It's inside us. We don't need to get remunerated from it. It makes us happy. It's what we do. But when you do that sort of stuff, there's all these people on the outside that, you know, that are, uh, whole, you know, sucking. putting the claws out and sucking the, the life out of the industry and that. And that's where, you know, she'll be right and those sort of phrases don't work so much anymore. No, and the Because other... it, it's, you know, she won't be right because there's too many cunts out there trying to fucking have a go. And the other thing that, that goes hand in hand with that is there used to be a great um, thing about look after your mate. Yeah, yeah, that one Look too. after your mate. And it doesn't happen now. No, 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 dob them in now. Yeah. Yeah, and neighbourhood, neighbourhood watch. <laughs> and sink the slipper in while they're down. Yep, that's what it seems to be. Yep, neighbourhood watch is... Uh, it seems to be a, a, a thing that people use to, to get, get their neighbours some way. Well, the thing is with that bloody neighbourhood watch, it was good initially because it was, yes. it was spawned yeah, from look absolutely. after your mate. Look from after the heart, your that's right. Yeah, that's right. But you know. now it's been it's corrupted. Been corrupted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Sullied. A bloke next door here where I live, he, he, he's a grass Nazi. We call him the grass Nazi. Oh, you want me to eat his roof? No, you call him the grass Nazi because he wants you to fucking mow the lawn when he wants it mowed. Like, oh. like, who the fuck? Let him have the mower. Jesus. Well, no, no, here's the worst thing. He then comes and fucking mows your lawn. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, but then he complains to the landlord about it. Oh, hushed are the voices and grey are the skies And many the teardrop fall from dark saddened eyes And many fair brothers will stand with bowed head for the message came this morning, Namajira is dead. On the stairs that Namajira climbed up to the Hall of Fame, and there he left upon its walls a true Australian name. His paintings are of God's own country where its people claim. There's an amateur climbed up to the Hall of Fame. country for the whole world to see he painted Australia just as it should be oh the stairs that Namajira climbed up to the hall of fame and there he left upon its walls a true Australian name Paintings are of God's own country where its people claim Stairs that Namajira climbed up to the Hall of Fame The Golden Stairs of Fame For Australia's dark sons, no prouder have they been Than the day Namajira Near the home that he loves so well He's sleeping neath the flowers In the land of his fathers That is his and his house 
stairs that night Ajira climbed up to the Hall of Fame And there he left upon his walls a true Australian name His paintings are of God's own country where its people claim Stairs that never cheer climbed up to the Hall of Fame The Golden Stairs of Fame Daly Stevenson there Namajira, very sad story, Albert. Yeah, lovely. There's, there's. We were talking about uh, people not, not looking after you and stabbing you in the back and that. That's Namajira's story. Yeah. That's Namajira's story. Yeah, it takes me back to bloody Darwin in the mm, mid early seventies. Yeah. Why? Uh, I was uh, living in Darwin at the time. We'd have Smokies on the beach, right? And Smokies was. <laughs> It was a big campfire, and you sit around drinking piss, and uh, we'd do it with the Aborigines as well. You know, a bunch of fellas. And anyway, they'd bring out the songs. And this is one of the one, one of the songs that was very, very famous at the time. And I remember a sweet lady, Annie Shepherd. That's where this is coming from. You, you, all you were thinking of was the cock at the time, then. Oh, the cock! I remember. <laughs> She didn't have a cock. Well, that speaks for itself, doesn't it? It's stumpy and grumpy. You know, there's a lot of uh, interesting characters around the country. And even now, but, you know, back uh, oh, back in Winton or a little while ago when, when uh, oh, what's his name, Bruce Simpson was around. He, uh, he wrote a great book, different characters and stuff like that. And uh, this particular one was a very, very good... Uh, Song that was turned into a song by uh, by uh, King of the uh, the Fosters Empty Can Box. Ted Egan. That's the one. Yeah. You know, I was in nineteen seventy nine with Buddy Williams. We pulled up to the old pub in Alice Springs. Hardly anything was in Alice Springs at the time, but it was starting to grow. You know, starting to be a vibrant sort of outback town. And we pulled up to the pub, uh, and um, that afternoon was uh, Ted Egan doing his afternoon show to like two or three hundred people back then. Wow. And uh, there he was on stage uh, hitting a beer box like an Irish boron. And yeah. that's, what it, that's what he was actually doing, playing yeah, a boron. But on the old Foster's, the uh, Foster's uh, case, remarkable man, Ted. I went to his opening of his house out there at uh, Alice. Uh, old Rusty Regan's cashed his chips. He'll go no more on droving trips And no more grog will pass the lips Of drunken Rusty Regan He died of drink or so they say Or pure neglect but anyway The sands of time have slipped away For luckless Rusty Regan Although he camped out on the flat The bar was his true habitat And home was underneath the hat Of drifter Rusty Regan There's none can tell you whence he came Not sure in fact if that's his name To Rusty though it's all the same Dead finish Rusty Regan no relatives with reddened eyes Will weep at Rusty's sad demise 
no national flag at half-mast flies to honour Rusty Regan. We'll miss his very ugly dial, his raucous voice, his fractured smile. We'll miss him for a little while, then forget Rusty Regan. Perhaps somewhere someone will wait, a mother, sister, brother, mate, watching by a homestead gate for absent Rusty Regan. I'd like to think some tears might fall for Rusty's ilk, no hopers all, who answer that last trumpet call. Unmourned like Rusty Regan Oh, Rusty Regan's cashed his chips He'll go no more on droving trips And no more grog will pass the lips What a great piece of... What a great piece, Ted Egan there with the Rusty Regan. Yeah, Rusty Regan, an old, drunken, almost 'er ne'er-do-well fellow, you know, that hang around bloody uh, Winton. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, and uh, what, what's his name? Did a little buddy, so Bruce Simpson. Did a Bruce, song. Simpson yeah, Bruce Simpson yeah. did the song. Yeah, he did another one about Rusty Regan as well too. And I think you know how quaint oh. it is. You know, like, like we've got these wonderful, wonderful characters. Yep, yep, and they're all available on Trove, but nowhere else. Yeah, <laughs> sadly, yeah, indeed. Thank you, Trove. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, our tax dollars, too. Yeah, yeah. National Archives, the Film and Sound Archives. Exactly. And, Trove. and thank you, Ted Egan. And thank you, Ted Egan, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Ted and Neris, love you, Neris. Uh, it's Manny and Picks. You're not going to play a song about sport. You know how much I hate fucking sport. Yeah, was it? Uh, there, there's a new movement out at the moment where, uh, where we're during the. Um, uh, the Winter Olympics in um, in Chintochal, and there's a <laughs> that wasn't racist. No, no, I'm a prick. That's no, a, that's that wasn't a, racist. I don't, at I don't all. give a shit anyway. <laughs> that, uh, there's a great movement now called Not One Minute. 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 Am I going? I'm not going to look at that bloody thing for not one minute. There's uh, any bloody sport. I, I, I hate it at the moment. I really do. Oh. You know that bloody free package of uh, what's the name? However, a bit of trivia. The first Australian cricket team that went over to England. Do you know it? Do you know who it was? Well, I know the cornstalks happened in the early part of the century, the 1800s, but then... This is Aboriginal team. No. Yes. Yes. Blackfellas in white... Blackfellas in white outfits, yep. Oh, for fuck's sake. And they won, I think. They won! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck them! It was before Smith and Warney, before the great dawn, Victor Trumper scored the first double ton Nine years before the first test And the baggy green Australia got its first cricket team A clever bunch of stockmen And sturdy station hands Who picked the game up quickly From settlers on the land they sailed over to England, unsure of their fate. The tour made the headlines in 1868. They came from Jadwa to Charlie, from Wajabalaki. Some from Gundijmara, 
for their athletic skills. The games were well attended. Nelly, all the seats were filled. 47 matches. They even played at Lords, winning 14. While 19 games were drawn. The standout was Naraman, better known as Johnny Muller. A whiz with the cock and willow, a real all-rounder. And there was young Genshin and Oak, nicknamed Digger Dick, who earned the locals' respect and wowed the crowd with his push tricks. They came from Chadwell to Charlie, and watch a ball of Six long months Exhausted from the gruelling trip But proud of what they'd done But there was no heroes welcome No ticker tape parade Most went back to the stations Others sadly passed away But in the town of Harrow There's a piece of sacred land Called Johnny Marler Oval in honor of the man and there's a cricket museum with pictures of the past their names won't be forgotten their legacy will last they came from Chadwell to Charlie and watch a bollocky some from Gunditjmara 13 men in all The first Australian cricket side was Aboriginal. Well, 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 eh? Hey, fellas, the first, the first uh, cricket match overseas. By an Australian team. Representing Australia. Representing in Australia. all her glory. Wow, wow. Great, isn't it? Oh, it's a fantastic, <laughs> it's a nice bit of history and a great song. Yeah. From that and good on you, Matt, for yeah, bringing yeah. that stuff up, mate. Yeah, yeah no, no, and he is a great songwriter as That's well. That's what we need more of, that sort of stuff. Good on you, mate. The Tamworth Songwriters Association has always had the motto, First the Song. And I always used to take a bit of exception to that. Why? Well, because I'm an instrumentalist. Oh, shit, you are too. Yeah. And I think before, you know, uh, honestly, um, I think the first things that, that put any emotion uh, forward, tribally speaking, if you're going back thousands of years, would have to be a rhythmic thing. 
uh, and it would it would probably it would have been you know belting bones or timber on something. I don't. I mean, if you look at um, if you look at uh, anthropology, anthropological history, it seems to be the case. Could have uh, been chance. Ch- well, chance would have come after. Okay. Because <clears throat> you know, communi- vocal communication wouldn't have necessarily been the first. It would have had to be, you know, beating or weapon or, or, or some sort of thing. logic would dictate that. Logic would dictate that, and and anthropological history says that uh, too. So you know, communication through through vocal communication and chanting would have been a, a development factor, a developmental factor after rhythmic hitting of bones and timber on things. Anyway, it mightn't be the case. I don't know. I'm no professor of fucking anthropology. And you're not that old either. And I'm not that fucking old either. But the argument... But, 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 but that would have been really good for the tribe to sit down afterwards and have a good old belt out and a chant and a sing-song and a, and a whack. Well, absolutely. But what I'm saying is that over the years, people have always gone, oh, well, you know, the words carry the the idea and the emotion. And, and I, I, I say, no, that's not actually true, because I've painted emotions with my music. Yes, and so have others too, but you really do well. You know, that's uh, what it's all about for me. So it's not necessarily the words. It's how you put across instrumentally that emotion, and that's an art form in itself.
promotion, hasn't it, Manfred? Yeah, it, it's interesting name too. I mean, Laura and Steve, I think it is. Yeah, from the uh, uh, Weeping Willows. Weeping Willows, yeah. yeah. Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic. Great little track. Sweet. And it was an instrumental. So, you know, uh, it's the thing how people, as the years have gone by, people have, um, it seems, certainly instrumentals. Instrumentals were rather popular in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, they've been devalued somewhat. They've been devalued somewhat yeah. by this insistence that we need to have words associated with... Well, e- even back in the 60s and 70s, I mean, the, the lyrics uh, uh, were carried by really interesting uh, um, instrumental licks and true, stuff. And true, true, yeah. true. And that, that's gone almost by the board. It's a shame that, uh, mm. that that's a thing. But some of us are trying to, you know... Keep it alive, although some of us won't be alive too long to be able to keep it alive much longer. <laughs> and, and probably the, 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 the growing generation would, would, would like it that way. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> I'll fucking leave it in, though, you fat fucking cunt. Oh, you can go and get stuffed. <laughs> you know what I like about you, Pix? Nothing. That's right, and don't you forget it. <laughs> um... Going into grumpy old... You're grumpy little shit. I'm not grumpy at times. I'm not grumpy. I'm happy until you get over here and start with your bullshit. You get all obstropolis when you've been drinking. You're talking Greek again. No, no, no. No prices for a second. You've already used that. No, obstropolis is a word I've manufactured to denote your bullshit when you get our fucking shot. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, grumpy I mean, old men. I, I thought you'd go into one of our arguments that we do, and that would be perfect for grumpy old men. But unfortunately, you didn't see where I was going with that, which is usually the case with oh, you. Your eyes closed. Always, your eyes yeah, closed. Yeah, your, your, yeah, your, your mouth is open, and your bloody your mind, your mind is shut. And that's the problem is that you know your mind is your mind is shut. Yeah, no rubbish. You don't learn a bloody thing because here we go and all the All you are is just a grumpy old man. You're just a great. You're just a stumpy little grumpy man. A group of grumpy old men from the nursing home downtown were getting very annoyed at pretty much everything around. They hated politicians, every creed and race, society, religion and especially the food in the place. But the thing that really got up their nose were the young folks of today. Hanging wheelies, vandalising and they vowed to make them pay. Since they stole Harry's underpants off the line because he only owned one pair... So they formulated a plan to escape and seek revenge out there. So one morning as the night nurses slept, as most night nurses do, they formed a battalion of motorised scooters and a couple of walking frames too. And synchronised to the second, they rushed to the nursing home door, then burst out onto the streets outside, ready for a war. But the sight that met them they did not like. Where's the old hotel? And what in God's name is an Aldi? And what's a KFC as well? But I don't like it, said Barry. Claude said, well, I hate it more. By the time they'd finished arguing, they forgot what they broke out for. Till some young hoon wandered down the street with piercings and tattoos. And as he passed those grumpy old men, he hit them with abuse. I'll bring back me mates and floggers, the hoon laughed again and again. Yeah, we'll bring your grandmothers back as well, grunted the horny old men. Well, the hoon returned with a dozen mates, armed with chains and knives thinking that those grumpy old men would flee for the sake of their lives. But Clary produced a bedpan and clanged out the alarm. Fred was armed with an enema kit and Frankie's underarms. Three grumpy old men headed for them, shouting out, Attack! as the others armed with colostomy bags were driving in from the back. 
Those hoons were bloody ambushed, as against their foe they were pitted. George pulled the rectal thermometer out and shoved that where it fitted. Those young hoons had a fight in their hand, the toughest that they'd ever had. Before the leader could pull his knife, he got knocked out by an incontinence pad. Then Jack let go with an old man's fart, which paralysed the hoons, as the old men fought to the battle hymn of Clary playing the spoons. Oh, there was blood and gore and nose hair. It was a gruesome sight, old mate. Henry had even carved a shank out of his top dental plate. Those hoons were embarrassedly beaten and played dead on the ground as those grumpy old men did victory laps, driving around and around. Then they argued over the spoils, the knives and chains and such. Then they started eyeing each other off because they never liked each other much. And by now the pills were wearing off. They were getting cranky and swearing. But Harry retrieved his underpants that one of the hoons had been wearing. So they drove on back to the nursing home. Well, actually, they had a drag, with Harry's reclaimed underpants flying aloft as their victory flag. But the events of the day had worn them out. The old men had had enough. So they retired to their bedrooms, telling each other, go get stuffed. And so now the nursing home's quiet. Free of vandalism and crime, those grumpy old men still sit around moaning about anything they can find. But the young hoons around the town will warn you, don't even take a chance. Never tackle those grumpy old men. And for God's sakes, don't take their underpants. Can I ask you something? What? That was Neil MacArthur. No. He had that fucking gay cowhand poem, wasn't it? No, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. No, that so was stop a, your bloody bitching, all right? It was a song about grumpy old cunts. Yeah, that was a groping old men, you Grope, silly... Groping old men? <laughs> grumpy old groping. men, you stupid idiot. You, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, you are, my God, don't give me that bloody shit. Come on, look at you, you don't even listen. You don't bring anything down, you talk about shit on bloody records and all that sort of stuff, and you can't do a bloody thing for crying out loud. Just shut... Oh, just... Come back again for another weekly adventure with Stumpy and Grumpy.